0: While natural diamonds are rare, Lightbox can make a lot of lab-grown ones, making them more affordable at $200 for a quarter carat, plus the cost of the setting. The best part, they come in different colors like pink and blue. They've got necklaces and earrings for birthdays, beach days, or just because days. So treat yourself or give one as a gift. Check them out at lightboxjewelry.com slash happy hour. Happy December, happy hour, friends. How is it that this year is almost over? We are entering into the very last month of 2018. I really hope that you can look back on 2018, no matter what it's been like for good or bad, uh, full of disappointments, full of excitement. I hope you can look back and see the faithfulness of God in your life. I remember when I was a new mom and I had little babies at home, people would tell me, just wait, Jamie, it goes by so fast. They grow up so fast. And I used to think, you're like my grandma. You're so old when you say that. And now, you guys, it is true. It is so true. I've got three teenagers, one preteen, and the years do go so fast. Time does not stand still for us. It doesn't. But... I hope today during this episode with my friend, Mary Beth Chapman, that you're going to see us talk about how it is important to slow down and remember the things that matter, especially we're entering the Advent season. Advent started this week. And so I hope it's another moment for you to remember what God did for us when He sent His Son for us. So today, Mary Beth Chapman is joining me on the show, and we talk about not those exact things around Advent, but about soaking up the moments that we have with our kids, remembering that every single day, we're one step closer to God moving us towards eternity, which is a reality for Mary Beth and her family since they lost one of their children a couple of years ago. Mary Beth is wife to Stephen Curtis Chapman, which you might know Stephen Curtis Chapman if you've ever heard of Christian music ever, And sometimes if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my husband Aaron and I doing a lot of carpool karaoke to some old Stephen Curtis Chapman songs. Mary Beth is mom to six kids. She's walked with loss and depression, lots of hope. She's lived that musician life really well as a wife and now as a mama. Today's show, we talk about show hope that her and her husband founded a couple of years ago. Maria's big house of hope. We talk about depression and marriage, musician life, raising kids losing a child and walking through that. You guys, there's something in this for everyone and you're going to adore Mary Beth Chapman at the end of this interview. You guys, I want to ask a favor. Can I do that? It's December. Can I ask a favor? I'd love it if you would go over to iTunes, even if that's not where you listen to the show. Maybe you listen on Stitcher or Google Play, but I'd love if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. It really helps us. It really helps more people find the show. It helps get the word out about the happy hour. So I want to thank a review that we've had recently. Miss Kenna said this. I was browsing iTunes a few months ago, trying to find an uplifting podcast to listen to and stumbled upon the happy hour. I decided to give it a try and couldn't be happier. I'm a 21-year-old college student and it's such a breath of fresh air to hear women older than me and to soak up their wisdom. I've laughed and I've cried listening to this podcast, and I'm so grateful that Jamie listened to her calling. Thank you for making every day a happy hour for me. Miss Kenna, thank you for that. And I'm only a few years older than you, so don't even worry about it. In all seriousness, this is the kind of reviews that we love to see. We want lots of people to know about the show. We want people to sit and listen to the women on this show give out their wisdom. And so thank you, Miss Kenna. It's easy for you to leave a review. If you'd like to go to jamieivy.com slash iTunes, and it takes you straight to the iTunes page. You can subscribe to the show there. You can leave a review there. I would love any five out of five star review you can leave. Okay, y'all, here is my conversation with my friend, Mary Beth Chapman. Mary Beth, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally get to do this. I'm so glad. The last time I um, saw you, believe it or not, I think I was in your barn at an adoption play date.
1: Yeah, I think we had affectionately called it the Asian invasion, but then we had- But then I had no children from Asia, so we were invited as well. And plus, I think we added- And plus. And plus. Welcome.
0: We're in Nashville. Yes, yay, hometown. You and your family live here in Nashville. I saw you told me that you have had children in elementary school for twenty-seven
1: years. Yeah. Well, our school is a K through twelve. Okay, and so when Stevie Joy, our youngest, who is the last in school, she's a she's in tenth grade. When she graduates in twenty twenty one, it will be our thirtieth year at that school. At
0: that same school. Yes. They need to name a building after you Well, guys.
1: I think they'll be glad to see me <laughs> go. Because <laughs> be like, finally, they're gone. You have so, seen every teacher at that school. I have. And I've actually begged teachers to not retire because my like other I got kids got one have had, more like, coming Come up. i got one more coming up. I just need you, you to just this. hang in there with me. And, you know, they're falling like dominoes, you know, not right, as we get through. But no, yeah, it's it's So a, when you get to
0: 30 years of being a mom with kids in school, are you? what are you going to feel? Exhausted? Accomplished?
1: Proud? Sad. I, th- I, uh, I think it's going to be all of the above. But I think I'm going to feel exhausted. Like I'm exhausted I, when I, mean, I think about yes, this for I, you. I, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. Yeah. Exhausted. I think accomplished. Like we did it, and you know, you know, just so far they're all walking. A with the Lord and B, you know, a third horn hasn't grown out of one it. of their heads. Yeah, we're making it. They're all they're all doing great. So yeah. Well, it's not like you don't have anything to do though, because you have six grandkids. I have six grandbabies now: five girls, one boy, who we call the lone fellow. Well, he is the lone yeah. fellow, and um and that and they're six and under, so six all the way down. And my my our oldest daughter has three little girls. Our second son Caleb has a little girl, a little boy. And Will Franklin has a little girl. So it's a lot of fun. They all live here. So it is intense. So that is like my dream
0: yep. would be, I mean, I have like conversations with God where I'm like, listen, if you want to take my kids to the nations to change the world, right. okay, I, I I think I'll, okay, okay. But please- okay. If there's no other sure. option, can they please stay home in Austin, Texas?
1: And we, like, I would like for them to buy the house next door, right? So you can have the Thanksgivings and the Christmas. You know, we Stephen and I have de- have determined that you know if if you feed them, they will come. They will come. They show up. And um, Steve also has a studio that kind of sits next to the house, so we've got some some boys in music, so they show up quite. Quite regularly to Borrow Dad's studio. So, you know, it's all good. We see them all the time. I don't think the the one that lives the furthest is like five miles. So oh. it is it is Grammy. I'm Grammy. Grammy's dream to have them all close. It is. So, it but is. it's it's chaos. I'm <laughs> telling you it's chaos. But do you love the
0: chaos? I love it.
1: I love yeah. it. I need chaos.
0: You've had, I mean, you have, you know, six children. Right. So you've had, you've lived well with chaos.
1: Right. Lived well with
0: chaos. A how, lot of How chaos. old was um, your youngest, Will, when you brought home your first daughter from yep, showy. Asia? Yep, He was
1: nine. Okay. So, you know, that 11-year-old Emily that just was like, hey, I've heard from the Lord, you know, we really think you guys should pray about this and consider adoption. Now that she has her three that are six, four, and three, she'll walk in the door and go, hey, mom, uh, about that, and I'm like, it's okay. God uh-huh. called us. It's yeah. okay. But yeah. she's starting to realize as a young because mom herself. That was herself, her. That was your life. That was my life. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I had these three little, and um, we, we we began to pray and ask God, is this something that you want us to step into? We don't we don't want to step into it lightly. And I am someone who believes that. You know, you need to feel called to do that. I don't think everybody is called to adopt, but everybody's called to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it was to step into that. And um, and so, yeah, Will was nine. So we literally started over. You did. You
0: started literally over. Literally started over. Yep. Um, you know, speaking of Show Hope, and you can tell us what Show Hope. Well, tell us right now, then I'll tell you my story about. You guys started Show
1: Hope how long ago? And tell us what it it's is. It's been 15 years. It's it crazy. was, um, when we brought Showy home in 2000, I remember having a conversation with Steve as we were getting ready to get off the plane. And it, it you know, that that meeting of Shoei, it, it, we could talk probably all day about that, but, but it was really kind of a, a spiritual awakening for me to go, oh, this is how God sees us. Mm-hmm. You know, just that whole spiritual adoption. And so I was rattled the whole trip when we got back. Um, I remember looking at Steve before we de the plane and said, I really think that there are some, in particular,ly Christian families who are going to want to step into this, and maybe if we use your platform, we can help some of those people bring some children home. And um, that was probably the that was obviously the birth of what we called Johanna's Hope okay. for a long time, um, because of Johanna, our daughter, which it then grew into. We. No one could find no it one, on the internet yeah, or say it ahead, or yeah. yeah, it's been called everything from Shania's hope to <laughs> Shannon different hope. Yeah, it's a different hope. hope. Yeah, yeah. A different uh-huh. hope. Um, so it became Show Hope, but we formalized it in 2003. So it's been 15 years. 15 wow. years, crazy. I know. Well, I don't know if you know this, but our family received a grant from Show Hope. I do hope. know that. Yes. I do know that. You know, my earliest memory of you is being handed a spur 58. Wow. What would that be? A track? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Track. You, know, that, you know, yeah, yeah, CD cassette tape or yeah. something. Yeah.
0: All those years ago. is that oh crazy? Spur 58, and that's a band that my husband was in when we lived here in <laughs> Nashville. It feels like ages ago. But you know what? You'll understand this a little bit. Aaron, we've been in Austin for 10 years. Oh so we gosh. did, he did Spur 58 for probably three years in Austin and then five years here and a couple years before. Yeah. So He'll still have, and I know this has to happen to you guys. um, He'll have kids come up to him. And I say kids because they're now, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. they are like 25. Yeah. You know, we're 40. And they'll be, and they'll say to him, When I was in middle school, Mm -hmm. you came and played at Mm -hmm. my camp. And my, I've never been the same. And I love your
1: music. And we're blown away. Isn't that sweet? How God just. Yes. For such a time, your husband was doing what he needed to be doing yes. and lives were changed. It's it's and pretty, in the moment, the thing sweet. that
0: always kind of pulls me back into reality is in the moment, it just feels like sometimes you're just doing your job. Right. You're just going from camp to, to camp, camp to mm-hmm. camp. Sure. You're bleeding people in worship and then you're leaving. And I think it's been really sweet for Aaron to see those times when sometimes they felt really hard. Right. They actually mattered.
1: And you felt like you weren't being noticed. I'm like, I'm at another camp. And da-da-da. And you know what? lives were changed yeah. and you don't know what trajectory even just yes. one. you know? And so
0: that's really sweet. It's good for me too, because during that time, you understand this as well. I was at home with babies. Oh, and so Aaron gosh. was living the life, you know, yeah. sleeping at hotels every night. <laughs> uh, He'd call me like, oh, I hate this hotel. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh really? Okay. At least at you're three sleeping in bed on you. <laughs> your own <laughs> yes. and
1: you can sleep. Yeah. I'm not sleeping much these days. Right, right. Right. But
0: it's been good to me to hear that as well. Yeah. To be like, man, that time was so fruitful yeah. in what he did. So we received, for our son Deacon, who we adopted domestically, we received a grant from Show Hope. Awesome. Um, Just in the nick of time, I remember that.
1: So, And I'll tell you, those stories, it's been 15 years. I still am very active in the grant committee. So I see every family that that comes through. Um, We do our grants every other month. So we have six grant periods a year. And we have pictures, but I we none of us look at the pictures until we make the decision because, oh yeah, oh my gosh, uh-huh And we, we're not fully funded. So you know we we aren't able to give everybody a grant. and um, you know we we didn't know what we didn't know um, f- 15 years ago, I would like to like to say that our grant process has gotten better, stronger. Um, again, we're not perfect because we're human, but you know, we have a pretty stringent, You know, we'd look at a lot of concrete things and then a lot of just kind of variables and just pray and pray and pray and ask God with the funds that donors have entrusted with us, who are the families this time? And everybody that will receive a grant and then they get back to us about their story, it's everybody has a miracle attached. I'm telling you, it's miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And it's really been fun to be kind of a conduit of what God just put in the heart of really an 11 year old named Emily. And I was the, <laughs> I was <laughs> you the- You didn't uh, have to make the decisions. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, there you go. But um, so it, it's, it's, a, I hear it. I hear that so many times and it's so sweet to still get to be a part of that.
0: Why? When you said you don't look at their pictures, at first I was like, "Why?" But now I get it. Oh, you would have nightmares
1: about saying, like, not saying no, but 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 not able to, or, You know, and 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 then you know these pictures pop up, and it's just like, yeah, it's and it's awesome. uh, Show Hope has, we have sixty three countries now represented in who we've been able to help families. You know, bring children home from sixty three different nations, which, you know, it's eternity, right? It's It's a picture of heaven. It's it's awesome.
0: So your three children are grown, one's in college, Um, one is a junior, is that what you said? Sophomore. Sophomore. She would like it if I gave
1: her one more year, but one's a sophomore
0: and then one is with Jesus. That's right. Your oldest now runs Show Hope.
1: She does. Which is full circle. Full circle. She is, um, she's actually uh, executive um, director. She's assistant executive director, soon to be executive director. Um, She's come full circle. She went to Baylor. Shout sick out to bears. Texas, sick yep. and bears. Went to Baylor, met her husband when she came back here. They went to Ireland for three years, and that's where she received her master's in theology. She's my little resident theologian. And again, that was a sweet story. Um, God, her not really knowing what got where God was calling her, she ended up when she did, when she was at Baylor, she did an international studies with a religion minor, is where she kind of really settled into loving, um, studying the word. And then her and her husband went to this Bible college for a year in Northern Belfast, Ireland. And then that opened up an opportunity for her to get her master's in theology at Queens, which she's just, she's kind of an academia nerd. You know, she just loves that. And, but yet in 2018, now when you're running a nonprofit and there's so much political pressures that can go on, having a resident theologian has been so great because she loves the Lord and she knows the word and she just really helps us navigate things so well. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of her. And, and yeah, it, 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 I think she was called to it at at a very early age. I love that. And then your two sons, um, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) pretty good, huh? They're amazing. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch. So let's talk about this for a second with having grown children. Yes. Um, it's my oldest is a freshman, so okay. I've got a while. But having grown children, how do you continue to cheer on and support your children when they no longer live under your roof or no longer you're really not in charge of them?
1: Yeah, you're you're not. It's it's been it's been great. Um, it's hard. Um, they all live close. I, I told you that a little earlier. Um, Emily and I have a great working relationship because we work together, you know, we work together to show hope and, and then her three little girls, I spend a lot of time with them and I, and I'm cheering her on is easy because it's what I've poured my last 15 years into. Um, we get to the boys and their music. It's like, I've spent a lifetime cheering on a husband, doing what he does. And, um, you step into that with your boys and it's like another level because like you don't want people saying negative things about your boys now, you know? It's just like, which I haven't read anything really negative about my boys. But you know what I mean? It's like when you're a fan of your children, it's like, it's it's another level. What's really sweet about what Caleb and Will do, Caleb married his high school sweetheart. So when he left home, he was 19. He was on the road with his dad for a while. He homeschooled his senior year. And um, I will never forget Stephen saying, um, yeah, you can come play with me. But like, I have to know, when I hear you behind me playing, I have to know it's not you. Like, it has to be that good. Like, he, there was no free pass. Yes, no because pass. people would say,
0: oh, it's Stephen's no, son. No, no, no. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, there was another level it had to be. And which is hard to watch, too. And Steve would probably be elbowing me if he was here. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. He, like, it was, it was you know, you have to be yeah. better than— uh-huh. Better than good, yes, you, because they're going to because judge people are you differently. Say, they're oh, going to judge you differently. Yeah. that's right. So they went on the road for a while. Will and Caleb both got to that that point. You know, they grew up. Yeah, and I say, well, they kind of grew up in a musical internship. That's my excuse for them not going to college. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but they had this really tough musical intern right. teacher, and um, so they went on the road with Steve, and then you know wanted to you know pursue. Caleb always felt called to this different trajectory, and um, it's it's really hard as a mom. What was really gracious is that he got married at 19 to his high school sweetheart. And it kind of was a little bit like, okay, now that's Julia's job to kind of go, you know, yes. you know, completely take the, you know, all the fans and all that on. But it is really sweet to get to um to get to root them on. The first time they did, um, they did not Conan, that's in LA. They did Kemal. Seth Myers. Oh. They did, they did Seth Myers and late night. And we went. Steve and I went and to watch Steve walk up and down the crowd before they let everybody in telling him who they were and that when they played, we needed to all scream he and did yell this? and go crazy because his boys were going to be on the show and, you know, we needed to show fan support. Oh yeah. it was That is a sweet- proud dad. I'm telling you what, it was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And I mean, of course I was getting teary and everything else. Like, okay, these are my boys, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, it's so much fun to get to root for them and, you know, of course, it's it's sweet to see the brothers playing together. and um, um, But it it's another level. Do y'all call on the brothers? I call them the brothers. Yeah. I do that with my kids. The brothers, uh-huh. the brothers. And Will calls Caleb Bub. And so he's not Uncle Caleb to, you know, he's the Bub. grands. He's Bub. Hey, Bub. I so they call it. him Bub, which is interesting because Steve's dad, my kids don't call him Grandpa, they call him Bubba. So it's like another generation of Bubba with Caleb. So,
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, um, I'm. I love cheering on my boys. I mean, we're doing extremely opposite yeah. things. Football right now, oh, and yeah. they're younger. Yeah, but I can see how the tension would come as a mom of cheering them on and protecting them. And yeah. then now they in the public eye. You're not just cheering them on at their band concert. You oh, know, yeah. at yeah eighth grade. Oh, right. right, right, right. This is now very public. It's very public. Um, how do you think them seeing their dad in a public eye help prepare them? For the public eye that they're in. Yeah, I think so.
1: I saw a I saw a couple stories because you kind of made me you made me remember a story. I'm gonna back up a minute because I kind of threw Steve out there to go, yeah, he was, you know, walk working the crowd, getting them to cheer for the boys. The very first battle of the bands my boy played at Rocket Town here in town, um uh it would the stage was like a foot tall. And the boys were playing this Battle of the Bands and they were young. It wasn't even Colony House yet. It was like one of the, mil- you know, the uh-huh. millions of bands the name. Oh yeah. I mean, I would- Caleb Stevenson because that's his middle name. Two Car Garage because he didn't have teeth. You know, I mean, it for years has gone on. But anyways, I don't know what band name this was. The following, I think. And, um, and there's this kid in the very front row. And again, it's not a, a far away stage. It was like right there where Kay was playing. And Kay was only up about 18 inches. And this kid was making some not nice gestures and was just kind of a, just being a booger. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm roaming through the crowd with my video camera, you know, mom, videoing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, these guys, they're probably 12 at the time. I mean, it wasn't even, right. yeah, like yeah. they're little. And so this kid had kindly... You know, kind of scooched over and was kind of right down in front of Caleb. And I go walking past with my video camera. You might have to edit this later. <laughs> and I just accidentally, as she says with quotation, right. news, kind of knock him with my knee, and I knock him over. And my husband sees me do all this, and I get back there and he goes, "Did you just knock that kid over on purpose?" I go, "I, I what kid? I, what kid? <laughs> what kid? You mean the one that was, you know." <laughs> <laughs> this is such a mom thing. I'm like, you know, yes, yeah, I confess later, yeah. you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, um that was a mom, that you know, that's just a story of of me being, you know, being mom and how much you care for yes. your children you don't want anything bad to happen to them, right? Um but uh but it's been it's been such a journey. I saw a Twitter or an Instagram post or one of these things, you know, a couple days ago and somebody uh the, the the comment was, when you meet the lead singer of Colony House and he extends his hand, asks what your name is and say that it's really nice to meet you and then uses like, yes, sir. And that's all my boys watching their dad. Their dad. They're watching their dad. Yeah. And so, yes, it's coming full circle. And so I've also seen something written about, about them. Um, this particular person writing the interview said they were the most polite rock band they've ever met. And so- your mama heart had am just, I'm like, like going, yeah. bust out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so sweet. So, so sweet,
0: yep. Oh, what fun. Okay, I want to switch gears just for a little bit because um, if anyone knows anything about the Chapmans, they probably know that 10 years ago, you guys walked yes. through just the most horrific um, yes. thing that anyone can possibly walk yes. through. Um, I remember, I used to live here, like we right. said, and so I remember where I was when I found out. It's so crazy um, and I'm sure that this lots of people have this same kind of story because we were so invested in praying for you guys on that day sure. and in the days after. Um, I got a call from a friend. I was at, because I was friends with your sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, Yolanda. Yes, yep. Yolanda. And so I got a call from a friend. I was at a Babies R Us and they told us. And I was with a friend and we started praying right then. Mm. And so I know that there are thousands upon thousands of stories sure. that you have probably heard yes. like that. Um, but- I want you to briefly just talk through. I don't. We don't need to know about that day so much, but what did it look like that day to walk through so much grief on so many different levels? You didn't just have right, you know, a a tragic event, but you had to also walk through family members with this, right? Sure.
1: How was that? Sure. Um, We first off, let me just say thank you to people who are listening that prayed for us. It. We were had to be, we felt like prayer hogs. We felt we had to be the most prayed for family. And and literally it is what sustained us. It's what supported us. People, we still get letters and notes from people who are still praying for us this day. And so first and foremost, thank you to the body who held us so tightly during that time. Yes, it's been, it was really difficult. Everybody was at home. Um, when the accident happened, except for Emily, she was at work at Show Hope, and um, and so yes, as a mom, when something that tragic happens, and you're kind of, I, I when I've told the story before, I tell people it was it was a bit like walking into a war zone because you're not exactly sure who's hurt, who's not hurt. Um, it was really difficult to immediately then uh, uh, be loving on Maria, who was injured. And then Will Franklin, who was there and, you know, beginning to put those pieces together. Caleb, who was 17 at the time, not knowing what to do. Everybody, you know, it, it was- It's like it, as a mama, you were having to assess all the needs and, then, and, then, and yes, your and own you, needs. Yeah, your own need. You're putting that, it's like your husband's there, your husband, you know, yeah. and then you're worried about Emily, who's not there. And and so obviously super chaotic, but um just immediately um uh, began just repeating over and over again, you know, A, God breathe life into Maria and and hold Will Franklin close. Breathe life into Maria, mm. hold Will Franklin close. Um, we had Steve's brother, Herb, works for us. And so he was on the property at the time. And so he was a huge help in kind of helping, you know, shuffle everybody together, find Stevie Joy. She ran, she was scared, you know, showy, ran, scared. Will Franklin was trying to run. Um, and so we just literally just started screaming out to god because that's all we need mm-hmm. to do and um, and so as the days would unfold it's it's really kind of a triad situation where you're trying to treat the most wounded mm-hmm you know, most immediately. So I think as a mom in all situations, moms kind of set themselves over to the side, you know, and that care wasn't going to happen for a while. So it was really, really difficult, really difficult for Steve, my own personal care, Steve's own personal care, because we had five children who, you know, were desperately needing, um, you know, care and help, and who do we get them with? And it was just so amazing though, again, how the body of Christ came around us. Our pastor, Scotty Smith at the time, you know, just immediately got us with one of the best trauma therapists here in town, mm-hmm. um, Paris, who then would proceed to walk with Will, Shoey and Stevie in particularly for the next two years and help them kind of walk out some of their healing. Um, and but it's been a process, I'll tell you, it's it's far from over. You know, I'm still I'm still doing the work. My kids are still doing work, but um, but but God has promised that he wouldn't give us more than we can handle. Boy, I've really, really that just a tad, tad bit questioned it, thrown it back in his face. Been mad, saying, "No, I think you were wrong You're on wrong this here. one." You know, you were wrong here. Um, and at the same time, just that loving hand of God to to take you through those days, which would turn into months, which would now turn into years. That we can put one step in front of the other. It's been hard. Like it's hard to be a public family and go. What are we? How are we going to choose to walk this out? Because, you know, we have um, an opportunity to show the love of Christ, but yet it's okay if we want to retreat and go. This is a this is an us. This is a private. This is a. This is a. We don't know how we're going to survive thing, mm-hmm. and so we really relied on Will a lot. We really let Will Franklin make some of the calls as to are we going to go talk to Larry King. You know, it's an opportunity to to show hope that we have in, in Christ. We're probably going to look crazy to a lot of people, but—or do we— Stay, you know, and so we really let Will drive a lot of that and um prayed a lot and had really good people around us helping us kind of shepherd their hearts because you know, Steve and I we had shrapnel, it was literally like we were just picking shrapnel yeah. out of people, yeah. and for, um, for years for later, years, I'm for years, sure, yeah, still yeah. now, yeah, you know, I, I heard a story about when you guys
0: were leaving your mm-hmm. your um property to head mm-hmm. to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know
1: what story I'm talking about, mm-hmm. can you share that with us? Sure, so um again a a a moment for my boys I'll, I'll i'll step i'll step back before that story um Caleb was at the house that day and Will Franklin you know as you know you wouldn't know how you're going to respond to that but he he took off running we have about 11 acres out in Williamson County so you know he's running down the driveway he doesn't know where he's going he's just running right so Caleb takes off after him and tackles him in the front yard. Of course, this is all told to me later because we're dealing with everything else we were dealing with, but um rips his shirt off and um, rips, rips, rips off his t shirt, yep, and throws it in throws it in the pond, just laying on top of him saying, You can't leave, you can't leave. And and the and these are boys. These are, you know, sixteen and seventeen year old boys. And, you know, Caleb was he became a man, you know, like in an instant. He's, you know, everything maybe his dad's ever put into him. Is, is coming out of him as kind of a father figure to his brother, but um, but he was just holding him. One of the first people up the driveway to us was Stevens, a longtime road manager, David Trask. And the interesting thing about David Trask is when he was 17 years old, a young child ran out in front of him in Springfield, Missouri, and he accidentally struck and that child passed away. And so here's some of my boys have known, he's watched my boys grow up. And he, this is the first man up the driveway first. So someone who has a similar Heart wrenching story was then there with my boys, and and Stephen and I were like, "Can you just help our boys get to the hospital?" Because we were driving down the driveway, we we didn't know what was going on. They wouldn't let us go with her in Lifelight. flight. Um, a friend of a friend of ours was driving us, and as we took off down the driveway, David and Caleb were kind of holding Will and just holding on to him. And um, we stopped, and and Steve rolled down his window, and he just said, "Will, I want you to remember that your father loves you." And um, that was just our stake in the ground. He needed to know his father loved him. And um, boy, it was so important, Jamie, in those early days and hours, because, you know, I had lost a daughter, a complete horrible accident. Will Franklin, obviously, you know, an accident. And yet now I had a decision to make to not let another child, I was not going to lose another child. And um, so to hear Stephen say those words to say, your father loves you. Um, such a picture, right? Because that's what God says to us every day. Was he speaking of himself or the father, the father? He was talking about himself, Stephen, yeah. but it was a very, very specific. Also, uh-huh. your heavenly yeah. father loves you. And um, it's kind of frozen in time there. As we, as time would go on and as the news would start to um, spread, Caleb came to his dad and said, is there any way that the news can just say that it was one of our sons? Mm. because Caleb wanted to get and that is even gosh i never this heard that weight of i just want to i just want to bear some of this burden cuz you know this could have been any of us yeah. dad it could have been me up the driveway it could have been and so just to see our children just really rally for really each other really rally for each other and and Caleb to speak at the funeral about um you know Maybe we don't like the way God chose to heal Maria. Ultimately she's healed and with Jesus and we have to live without her for just a little bit. Our future, Greg Glory said, our future called Stephen and said, Your future is so much, you know, longer than your past with Maria. Just hold on yeah. to that. Um and and Caleb would say it's like we're standing. You know, nose to nose to canvas with a masterpiece, but we can't. can't It's just a blob of colors you can't see. And as time goes on, maybe we're really gonna like how God chooses to heal Will, in His story and what God would have, you know, for him. Um, But you know, that still sounds all pretty with a nice bow on top. And it has been brutal and hard. But God would give anything to go back. Oh, yeah. To that. There's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I just
0: um, was at a funeral of a, a friend who hmm. um, died suddenly, thirty-four-year-old mom, and um, her uncle is Dr. Tony Evans, and he was talking at um, the funeral, and so much of everything you've just said, of like this is hard, but God will see her again. God, we trust you. God, this was this was you're in this, right? And then to hear Dr. Tony Evans say, um, "But I feel like you got it wrong." Yeah, there's that. There's that sense of it's I the humanness. It's right? the humanness, right? Of I, tr- at the end of the day, my brain says I trust you, right? My heart says, how did this? Why did this have to be this yeah. way? Yeah. And so, ten years l- later, mm-hmm. is the what is the grief like? Ten years
1: later, uh, still very palpable. Um, I don't think there's a day. I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, is there? Has there been a day in ten years that the first thing? I've thought about when I open my eyes in the morning, isn't the fact that we don't have Marie with us or the accident or trying to go back and read, you know, as moms, we would do anything to take pain away from our children, right? We want to fix this situation. We want to do that. We want the right kid asking them to do the dance. We want to, whatever it is, you know, we want to fix for our children. Um, and so I, I was thinking about that the other day. I go, you know, it, um. It doesn't necessarily get better, it gets different. Okay. You know, it gets different. It's a new normal. It's the whole it's everything you've heard, walking with a limp. Um, you know, just that I think for me who I've had a lifelong history, I don't make any bones about it, of struggling with depression anyways. So clearly this has been something that really, really set me back, you know, some of the the depression and the palpable sadness that's just there. Um uh, I'm kind of an Eeyore anyways. And so it, it's it been 10 years of really um, battling out my relationship with the Lord, A. And and again, I was thinking about that too. It's like, you know, I I have a way closer relationship with Jesus, but it's not necessarily on good terms all the time. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's it does make like, sense. kind of like your relationship with your husband. Yeah, It's like, yeah. I love you so much. And we've been married 34 years and there are some really great days and there's some really crappy days and there's you know all of it in between but like i'm here i'm committed not going anywhere and that's really kind of how it's been and with my relationship with the lord it's like i spend so much time i think talking to him in my head i don't listen to a lot of music in the car because i'm i'm just still talking listening and then battling it's that that's kind of been a uh a section that's taken on kind of a, yeah. its own, you know, its own subject matter is there's a, that the time that I'm still going, you know, about that. Are you sure? You know, yeah. just I, I'm realizing. But yet at the same time, it's the sweetness because I hear him. I hear him going, you know, I would love audible words. I would love like, hey, Mary Beth, uh-huh. turn left here and you'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd sense him. Gently, just kind of moving me towards eternity, yeah. and so while it's been not what I've wanted, it's also been a time um, of of closeness and of healing, and and just yeah, kind of moving forward.
0: Okay, guys, I know you're loving the show, but I want to take some time to thank our sponsors because they make the happy hour happen. The first sponsor I want to thank is Fab Fit Fun. You guys, around the holiday season, sometimes there can be some people that seem hard to buy gifts for. But that is why I am loving the Fab Fit Fun Winter Box. It's a perfect gift for your mom, your sister, your friend, your kid's teacher, or even you guys, seriously, or yourself. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box, which is delivered four times a year with full size. Did you hear me? Full size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. It's a great way to discover new brands and products, and it's a great value. It's such a great value that in everything that came in my box, it like triple, quadruples the price of what you pay for that box. When I recently got my winter box, it was like Christmas came a tad bit early for Jamie Ivy. I'm loving the Brooke Burke body sliders. They're perfect for me to use as I plan for working out more in 2019. But you guys, until then, listen, I'm going to be cozy by the fire with the softest Mark and Graham color block throw I've ever had. It's so soft that I'm going to use it in my office. I'm going to use it in my house. I'm going to throw it in my travel bag and use it on an airplane. It is so great. The other thing I love in the box that I just recently got was the bear paw headband and pop top gloves. In fact, if you go over to my Instagram, you can see a picture of me in the headband. Sign up for FabFitFun today. FabFitFun boxes make amazing gifts for the holidays. Go use my code IVY, I-V-E-Y, to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Remember, you guys, use the promo code IVY to get $10 off your first box. It's over $200 for only $39.99. FabFitFun.com. Use my code IVY to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Okay, the next sponsor that I want to thank is Grove Collective. Grove is an e-commerce company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family, and make sure that you never run out of your favorites. With their own safe, effective, and affordable Grove flagship products, as well as amazing brands like Mrs. Myers, Method, 7th Generation, Tom's, and Real Simple, Grove curates premium quality products that are natural, beautiful, and sustainable. Then, here's my favorite part, you guys. This is even more favorite for me than the safe and effective, although that's really high on the list. But my favorite part, you guys, is that they deliver everything right to your door when you want it. You set the schedule and you make sure that you never run out. Better yet, you guys, they also offer free shipping and free returns, no questions asked. And their Grove guides, they're always available to answer questions or add items to your next order if you run out. One of my favorite things that they have right now are their peppermint scents and the Mrs. Meyer products. It just makes your house smell like Christmas when you're cleaning. And I love that. But I already told you my favorite thing is that they deliver to your door right when you need it. You can change the schedule. You can make sure you never run out of your favorite products. Sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash happy hour. And you're going to receive a $30 Mrs. Meyer's gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co, it's not grove.com, so listen, that's grove.co slash happy hour. Guys, I wanna thank our last sponsor for today's show, and that is Aura. This year, you can be the best gift giver in your family by giving Aura. Aura makes gorgeous living room worthy smart frames that help families stay in touch seamlessly. I can attest that they're gorgeous, I can attest that they're living room worthy, and they make staying in touch so easy because we have one, I have the Stardust frame, and it is so easy. It automatically dims when the lights are lower. You can use hand gestures to change the photos. There's an easy to use app, so it's easy to set up. So basically, here's what it does, you guys. By marrying high end design with cutting edge technology, Aura's smart frame will fundamentally change the way you experience photography. It's true, it really will. These aren't your typical cheap plastic digital frames. No, they're not. Their stunning designs feature an ultra high definition display and unlimited free photo storage, so you never run out of space. Aura even automatically creates collections of photos with the people that you love the most, including all those furry friends, and uses machine learning to choose the best quality photographs from your camera roll. Everyone in the family can contribute to an Aura frame from anywhere in the world with their smartphone app that lets you easily update pictures in real time. And when you give Aura as a gift, you can preload photos while it's still in the box. So your lucky recipient simply needs to open it, plug it in, and enjoy. You guys, great gift for people that you don't live close to. I know that if both of my grandmothers were still alive, they would love this because I could put photos on there of their great grandkids. Grandparents would love this. Loved ones in other states. It is such a great gift. Go to auraframes.com and use the code happy hour to get $50 off your order. That's Aura and it's spelled A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Code Happy Hour for $50 off. Okay, guys, back to the rest of my conversation with Mary Beth Chapman. So Mary Beth, how does that look with moving forward in a marriage? One of the things that I've heard is that walking through the loss of a child is one of the most difficult things a marriage can go through.
1: So we were at um, our daughter-in-law, Julia's house. Her mom's one of my dearest friends and Scotty Smith, our pastor, was with us. And pretty quickly we were reminded And told how many Marys don't survive the loss of a child, which to Stephen and I, it's, it's, that was super scary because marriage has already been, you know, difficult only because of like his career and my depression and just life. And, you know, we were pretty open in our battle to go, we are going to finish what we started. And he's my best friend and I love him. But man, the enemy, when you're in public ministry, all that, the enemy comes calling, as I know, you know. And, um, and so, you know, you get that statistic put in front of you and it's like, Great. Uh, you Another know, thing like to you're think at the, about. the yeah. yeah, Bottom of a chasm, looking up, and I'm like, okay, this isn't going to happen. We're, you know, we're going to be in this together. But I will say, with grief, it's so individualized. If you and I were sitting here together today, and you had lost a child, I would, I couldn't. I, what I've learned is, I couldn't even pretend to understand what you would be going through, even though I've lost wow. a child. Mm-hmm. It's so individualized to the person. And so, in a marriage, I can so see. What starts to happen because there may be by God's grace a great day for me. I wake up and it's like okay, I can taste heaven. I can almost wrap my hands around the healing that's happening, and he's not having a you know a good day. The grief is completely different. It's you know washed him away, and vice versa, right? So you're never on that same um, plane of grieving, and so patience, which Mary Beth, for anybody that knows me, knows patience, <laughs> not my virtue. Patience became, you know, critical in our marriage. Um, understanding, just trying to go, you know, okay, I know what it's like. Like it's just so overwhelming, and I don't even know if I can breathe today. I've there's got to be a lot of um, grace given, and so it is not for the faint of heart. Beth Moore called me who I'm a Beth Moore fan Mm -hmm. and come of a fan girl. And I don't, I don't know her very well. Didn't know her very well at the time. And she called and we spoke on the phone for a while. And she said, this is just like the enemy coming. You know, it's just the full force swing of the enemy. Like I'm coming for your family and I'm taking a fatal blow. And that's what we felt like we Mm -hmm. were in the battle of our lives. And, um, and, you know, that's frustrating when you're trying to push back the darkness and yes. make a difference. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, God, give me a look. can I just have a break? Yeah. It, like, It, makes me want to go open a casino. Yeah. Uh-huh. Leave me alone. Right. Like, maybe I do something, yeah. like, really um, not good. I'll be I'll left alone for a yeah. while. I'll be, you know—I have these crazy thoughts. It's like, I don't want to do ministry anymore because if this is what is going to happen, like, if we're really pushing back the darkness and this kind of stuff happens, I, don't I just like want to be out. Like, yeah. And so— it is not for the faint of heart, and we have not done it perfectly. I tell people all the time, if I wrote another book, it would be on what not to do, <laughs> what not to do when raising children, and how not to screw them yeah. up. Because I've uh, anything that shouldn't be done, I've done, and um, so there's a lot of grace and lot, forgiveness, yeah. and love and kindness of the father's heart. And I think that's what I needed to learn because I kind of grew up in a in a in a church that was a little more legalistic, mm-hmm. and you you know can't do this, you can't mm-hmm. do that, and you and and so. You know, In a weird way, this whole awful tragedy has, has been the kind of the cup of cool water that has kind mm. of caused me to be a little more patient with yeah. myself.
0: Yeah. Um, when you told me about uh, what Caleb said about, can we just say yeah. that this was one of sure. the boys, and now I look and see the relationship that they oh. have and that they're in a band together and that they tour together, yeah. how I just see God's kindness all over that. Sure. To give Will
1: Caleb. Yes. How's Will doing? Will is, he's doing great. Um, you know, that's co- obviously a caveat onto what he's carrying that he carries daily. Um, he worries about everybody else. Um, I think, I think if I could relieve Will of anything, it would be just the worrying about everybody. How are you, mama? How are you, mama? When he'll he'll call me, Caleb's kind of no news is good news. Like I'm assuming because Will's alive, (laughs) Caleb's alive. They're together. Yeah, Yeah. they're together. And I mean, how great is that? Like Uh, you said, God, you know, Will was such a surprise. They're just 15 months apart. And um, I begged God when I found out I was pregnant that he would be a boy and that they would do music together. Crazy, right? That's what they, you know, chose to do. and so with our story, that the fact that Caleb and Will would have each other. Will is is just clinging to the hope of the gospel. He shares his story, few and far between, with people who really need to hear that God cares and that God can carry you through the worst case scenario. Um, God brought a little girl to him. Um, they're getting ready to celebrate their fifth anniversary. And I told you earlier, before we started talking, that if I could have written a a list of, here's what Will's gonna need to survive, it's exactly who this person is. And she just kind of dropped into his life. They met each other and got married. I'm still looking for her wings because, you know, Will is just, he's a fun-loving kid. Um, he was a booger in high school and what's funny <laughs> about that is Jill would call that resourceful. Uh-huh. Like that's how awesome she is. Like everything about Will. She's oh he's resourceful. Oh, you know, and it's just I'm gonna I remember love that it. when I parenting my when you're kind parenting, of booger kid. You're like, kids, oh, yeah, going to help you someday. Hey, you know what? You know, well-behaved women rarely make history. That's what you, you know and you know with boys it's like, oh, he's resourceful. I'm I like, like that. Great. Yeah. So she's awesome. They have a little girl. Um she was um, committed to giving their little girl his initials. So um, WFC, mm-hmm. and um, her name is Willow Fay Chapman. And so I see these little WFC, you know, initials on her sippy cups and stuff. And just reminds me of those days, you know, when he was a, a, little, a, little, a little boy, a little booger. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that has turned he's into doing resource really well. Us. Thanks for asking. He's um, he, uh, he is doing great and he's with his brother. And that is- you know, they've got each other, which is amazing. God, the kindness of God to continue yes. to
0: pursue him yeah. in that way through a very tangible yeah. love that he experiences from his brother. Okay, what are you loving these days? Like, if you were going to text your girlfriend and say, you have to try this or read this or see this or go to
1: this or eat this. It, well, eat this is, you know, like I love I love all food, but like we, um, there's a, I love sushi. So there's a restaurant I love in town called Wild Ginger, which is great. But um, In Franklin or Nashville? It's in, you know what, is Cool Springs Brentwood or Franklin? I, I don't know. I never know. know. Like some of the zip codes are Brentwood, some okay. but it's around that area. Okay. Um I you know what? I'm loving my grandbabies. You know, I'm you know, I've got I'm I'm a little older and so I'm loving taking them to the pumpkin patch and I'm loving watching them, you know, get their little costumes on for Halloween and all that stuff. And so I'm spending a lot of time with them. Um I love, love, love you know, going around to antique stores and just looking at junk and just, you know, acting like I have all time in the world when I don't. Uh Um, And, you know, these days I'm spending still a lot of time at Show Hope. And so I'm loving continuing to help families. And we have, um, we're coming up on 10 years of celebrating Maria's Big House of Hope, which is a big um, care facility that was built in honor of Maria so many people helped put that building in China and um these are children that probably wouldn't survive if they didn't have the medical care that we're able to provide for them and not only are we have been able to do that we've been able to see about gosh I bet it's 8 or 900 now be adopted wow and so Again, that's one of those things, Jamie, where it's like, it is so awesome when I hear someone walk up to me, It's like, this child, you know, we wouldn't be their, you know, this child's parents if it weren't for the work of Show Hope and this, that, and the other. Some of that is, you know, kids from Maria's Big House of Hope. And I'm reminded every time of who's not there. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, this is all great. I'd still love to have Maria. You know, her picture hangs really big right inside the door. It says, you know, this building was built in memory of Maria Sue Chapman. But yet, How awesome is it that 10 years later, I can have stories like that. Mm -hmm. I can hear of people whose lives have been changed because of the story of a little girl, you know, that they never met. You know, I read a lot, as far as reading goes, I read a lot on how to be a better leader as far as nonprofit, stuff like that. I'll read a lot of blogs. Stephen came across a book called Loving Kindness and it was written, and I am, I am, blanking on the author, but he's the president of Biola University okay. in California. And it's a book about just kindness, just being kind. That's something and we all need I, you in know our what? lives. I need to send you a copy of this because it talks about how we, as Christians, especially in 2018, how we're to have firm centers, but soft edges. I like and, that. You know, be convicted in what we believe, but we need to have soft mm-hmm. edges so people are attracted to it. And so that's one thing kind of where we've kind of been reading that back and forth to each other. Um. Uh. One of the books that but do I do you all read out loud to each other. Yeah. Sometimes we in do. in bed or in the so, car uh, in the bed. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He reads probably more than me. My friend oh, Stacy, okay. she's here. I Listen, knew I
0: knew I had a friend. Let that me did tell that. you, I
1: have a husband who I I'm telling you, he's you know he travels a lot, but when he is home, I probably eighty percent of the time fall asleep to him reading. Uh, it was from his, the good phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. His phone. Um our the journal the devotion that he reads from a lot is the Daily Light, which is just a bunch of scriptures from one subject put together. Uh-huh. So it almost reads like it's a passage. Yeah. And I probably eighty percent of the time fall asleep to him reading that. Out loud. Out loud to me. Wow. He reads it over me. That's how your marriages stayed together for that's, so much long. That's right. Because I'm the sure word he of the Lord is spread over you. You would I- want to <laughs> trade me in on a diet coke pretty <laughs> easily. No. Um yeah. So yeah, that and um and my daughter keeps giving me books of all of her favorite theologians. Uh, uh, John Van Vanier is one of her favorite. And so I've been reading a little book that he wrote on depression, which is really interesting because it's all driven back to Scripture and stuff, and which has been really, really sweet. And then um, one of the books that I've read probably three or four times is a book probably the book that has helped me the most with my own personal grief is a book by Jerry Sitzer called A Grace Disguised. And if anybody's listening to this and has someone who is really struggling with just loss, um, someone that they've loved, you know, and loss, it's it's probably one of the best that I've read. He he himself lost his wife um a child and his mother, like three generations Jeez. in a car accident. They were homeschooled oh, one like, all at one time. Mm. And he's a Bible teacher at Bethel, I believe. And that book rocked my world. And so it's one of those ones that I pick up and read. He, ha- he has a chapter in there on random on the randomness of God and when things happen. And it, I literally threw it across the room, you know, hits the wall and stuff because it's it's unsettling, but it's, awesome in that he just talks so raw and yet so truthful about how God will not give you more than he can handle and then how he walks you out of it. And so, you know, those have been some of my go-to, go-to lately. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
0: Guys, don't forget about Grove. Grove is an e-commerce company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family and make sure that you never run out of your favorites. With their own safe, effective, and affordable Grove flagship products, as well as amazing brands like Mrs. Myers, Method, 7th Generation, Tom's, and Real Simple, Grove delivers premium quality products that are natural, beautiful, and sustainable right to your door. Sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash happy hour, and you're going to receive a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co slash happy hour. Friends, I am so thankful for the conversation that I had with Mary Beth Chapman. It was a joy to hear her heart as she talked very honestly about how some things in her life have been hard, particularly the death of her daughter. One of my favorite stories that I had yet to hear was when she talked about how one of her sons said, hey, can we just say it was one of the boys? What a heart that that family has for each other. Did you also hear her say that Stephen reads to her in bed? That is so cool. I love that. Aaron's never read to me. I think I might just fall asleep if he started reading to me. Anyhow, make sure that you check out Show Hope. I'll put a link in my show notes to them. Our family is so grateful for the support that they were to us during my son Deacon's adoption. Today's show was edited by Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is a dream guest for mine. If you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that I have always wanted to sit down with Juliana Zobrist. I started following Juliana when her husband, Ben, was a part of the Kansas City Royals, the baseball team, when they won the World Series a few years ago. She was very pregnant with their third child during that World Series, and I always like to find the women behind the men on these teams that I like. And so I started following her, and I just fell in love with her and her mission and the way she sees life. Her and her husband love Jesus, they love people, and her style is so different than mine, but I cannot stop because it's so unique and wonderful. I had such a great time talking with her as well. So join me next week as I talk to Juliana Zobrist. You guys enjoy your week. Happy December. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. Go leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. And I'll see you guys back here next week with Juliana Zobrist.